0: Thank you, Carl. All right, let's see. So last week we talked about the rape of a woman. I don't know, it's you guys, but that was a hard passage. That was tough. I don't know if this one's much better. Uh, Abnon raped Tamar, the sister of Absalom and um, his own half-sister. And as we, we read in this passage, it's been two years since that event has taken place. And David was angry but it doesn't appear that he did anything. He didn't take vengeance, didn't try to re-handle the situation, didn't try to restore the honor of Tamar. Uh, as both king and as father, it would have been his responsibility, the responsibility would have fell strictly on his, as both the government and the father, the parent, to handle this situation. He is, you know, Toss him in jail. As king, he could have had him killed. Uh, At very least, which I know sounds abhorrent in our modern society. I'm not saying it would be right today. But in that society, at very least, he should have made them get married to restore her honor. That would have been the very least thing he could have done. But what does he do? There's nothing. He got mad and he doesn't do anything. I mean, how many of you guys know that feeling, though? Where something happens in your life, and you're like, I don't know if I can deal with this. I just stick my hand in the ground and pretend it doesn't happen. I mean, how many of you guys know that feeling, right? Like, I don't know if I can deal with this right now. Maybe if I ignore it, it'll go away. Does it ever work? No. But we do it. We see that even in today's families where a brother will uh, molest a, uh, da, uh, a sister and, and the parents freeze up. They don't know what to do. They don't know, should I throw my son in jail? Or should I? Uh, they don't know what to do. And, and and this kind of situation is very common, unfortunately, because the father is supposed to handle the situation. But it seems that David just kind of pretends it didn't happen, which is the worst thing you can do. Even today, the worst thing you can do is say, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to walk right through it. I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. Absolute worst thing you can do in these kind of situations. And that's what seems like David does. He failed to exert himself in his authority, which leaves a vacuum, a power vacuum. And Absalom is going to try and seize that. He's going to move into that authority. He's going to try to take over his father's kingdom and his responsibilities. So from this moment forward, this is the moment that Absalom will be sealed for his death. It'll lead to his death. Now he asked his father to go with him out sheep shearing, because that's what time of year it is. You go sheep the shear the sheep. And he knew his father was going to say No. And so he takes Abnon, the oldest brother, who's the one personal, the personal representative of David. And at a prearranged signal, Absalom's servant murders Abnon. And the king's sons all flee and Absalom goes to his mother's home state. Because she's not from local. She's she's from... out. So she goes... And was Absalom right in taking blood vengeance for the rape of Tamar when he he did, not when his father did nothing? Well, I want to say yes. That's me speaking out of my own self, though. I know my personal desires would have been, I don't know if I would have waited two years. Because I know myself. I know that it's like, well, I would have, you ain't going to do nothing, I'll do something about it. But this passage seems to say that that was wrong, why? Because vengeance wasn't his to take. Vengeance wasn't his to take. And so I know I know my personal feelings. I know some of you in the room, you feel the same way. You'd been like two years, that ain't happening. Give me my knife. I'm gonna go castrate someone. <laughs> and that would have been a wrong response in this. Particular case, he should have been entreating constantly on David. You need to do something; it's your responsibility. But he, after two years, he gets tired away. He 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 set his mind to it. See what happened is is actually even worse than he just taking blood vengeance. That we we probably could have gotten over that because we'd been like he's justified. But what happens to Absalom is actually worse because he becomes obsessed with this moment in history. He becomes, that moment where his sister is raped becomes the core identity that he's found in. That is who he is. It's what he thinks about. He becomes bitter and rageful plotting against his brother, his half-brother, plotting against the king, his father, because he's not doing what he thinks he should do, plotting against how he can take authority. He even, if we read in 2 Samuel 14, um, verse 27, it says that three sons and a daughter were born to Absalom. Now notice we don't get the three sons' names here. But his daughter's name was Tamar, and she was beautiful. The exact same wording we had about his sister. He names his daughter after his sister. This has become the, the moment that defines his life. This is what he thinks about. This is his what he obsesses about. This is his identity. And yes, it was a horrid event. And yes... He was right in, in, in trying to, that, that he should have tried to seek his father per, to, get, uh, to do something. But when he becomes obsessed, it leads to his own sin. Now instead of it just being on Abnon, he's got his own problems that he's not dealing with, he's obsessed. He's obsessed with this moment in time, and he's stuck in the past. He decides, well, I'm going to be like Lamech. If you read Genesis chapter 4, right? If Cain, God's going to avenge uh, Cain seven times, I'm going to be like Lamech. I'm going to avoid, uh, avenge seven times. I'm going, to, I'm going to be that on my own moment. I don't need God. I can take that place. I'm going to be the one that strikes him down. God, you didn't do enough. David, you don't know. Do God sent David. David's supposed to handle this. This is not on God. God appointed David to handle this. David's not doing what God has told him to do. But he's still saying, God, it's your fault. You didn't strike him down, right? I don't, you know, you're probably wanting a lightning bolt to come strike him. That's a lot of times what we want, right? come strike down my my enemy with the lightning bolts. God is not Zeus. That is a false God the Greeks made. God is bigger than that. And he appointed David to take care of the situation. David doesn't. And he becomes trapped, unable to move from this past. Just like Cain, he's going to kill his brother. He becomes trapped in this moment of the past. Yeah. And recovery, health doesn't happen when we're stuck in the past. It doesn't we can't uh, we can't just when we're not moving life is going to move on without us. And we become stuck. And we become bitter. And angry and wonder why everyone else isn't feeling so bitter and angry. And then you're angry at them because they're not feeling so bitter and angry too. But life has moved on. Now, don't hear me say you need to get over it. Let me ask you, have you ever been told by someone? Or maybe you've told someone, hey, get over it. Does that ever work in your own personal life? Or you've ever said it to someone and they're like, oh, you're right, I need to get over this. That doesn't work. That's not how that works. It's like someone, saying, someone says, oh, you broke your leg? Get up and walk it off. <laughs> that doesn't work. So don't hear me say get over it. But what we need to do is when we get in that attitude that traps us, is that we can't move forward in life. We can't heal. We can't let it become a scar. That scar will always be with you, but it doesn't have to define you. That moment you, it, when you're stuck in the past, you know you can't change it. You can't change the past, no matter how many movies you see where well, you can't do that, right? Right? There's no letter you can put in a magic mailbox and it goes back in time so you can have someone else stop it. Some machine where you can go chase down the six monkeys or send a robot to do your dirty work. There's none of that. We can't do any of that. You can't change the past. What we have to do is we have to move forward in the present. And that, that sin, that, that those, someone else's sin or our own sin or those own events, those moments in history, they can trap us. And then, like assault. That's a horrible thing. But it can still trap us. And that's what the devil really wants, isn't it? Once us stuck in the past, once us stuck, once you trapped, once you bitter and angry and, and full of regret and, and, and living in the past. Why? Because if you're there, you're not, a, you're not a threat in the future. You're not a threat now. You're living back then. And I wish I could say there's a, a, a one, two, three ABC that, that works to get over things. But you know, I know that doesn't work. Oh, you could look it up. There's someone out there that's put out an ABC. But life doesn't work that way, is it? I mean, there's too many factors. What exactly happened to you? Where were you involved in the situation? Where's your spiritual walk? How's your attitude? When did it happen? What happened afterwards? Were you able to tell someone? Were you uh, you able to deal with it back then? Did you did you? I mean, there's too many factors to have an A, B, C, one, two, three. That's like saying you, if you follow the same rules that he follows to 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 lose weight, you're all we'd all be thin, right? Six pack abs. Because we don't have the formula. It just doesn't work, does it? Life isn't that easy. We have to deal with it. We have to work through it. We have to take our time to work through things. And we have to work through things. And sometimes what sticks us in the past, okay, we have our sins that stick us in the past. We have other people's sins. And sometimes it's just the past. How many of your favorite word is I used to? We either we used to do it that way, or it used to be this way, or I used to could. And that's, you might as well be living in the past. You ain't doing nothing now. You're just saying all the used to coulds. I know your body's different, I know you can't play basketball anymore but that doesn't mean you still can't be doing ministry. The Bible, I love what the Bible says. It says, go ye therefore and make disciples. What it doesn't say is, go ye therefore and make disciples until you get old and then you start looking back on the past and you're too old to do anything and then I'll stop giving you any gifts because I'm going to dry those up because you're just too old. The Bible never says that. It says I'm going to give you gifts. Use them For my glory. And yes, how that manifests itself in your life may look different. Because you've aged, you've gotten wisdom, or you've maybe not. Um, We may look different. But it's still, we're supposed to be moving using those gifts. And so there is no ABC one, two, three to get over things. What we have to do is we have to make the decision that we're going to move forward. I like to look at it as someone who injures themselves or gets injured, somebody's their fault or someone else's fault. And then there's that pot, that, that period of physical therapy afterwards. And you could tell the people that heal are the ones who do the physical therapy properly and move forward. And they're able to do things again. You can always tell the ones who don't do anything because they're always stuck with that injury for the rest of their life. I can't do nothing. I'm injured. Where they just took drugs to, to do, get away from the injury. And they don't do the physical therapy. They don't push themselves through it. They just take the drugs. And then they've got another problem they have to deal with. And life is like that. We have to go through the hard process of dealing with things and moving forward. It will never leave you. An event like what happened to Tamar and her brother, that never leaves you. But it doesn't have to define you. Absalom becomes obsessed and his future becomes set because of an event that happened in the past. And we can do that. What happens to all of us? We can be t- the temptation to, to let these moments define us individually or communally. I want to explain what I say communally. I was talking to a young Zuni woman when I was living in New Mexico, and she hated all. Spanish people. Not Mexican, Spanish people. Why? Because a mission was burnt down by the Spanish 500 years ago. Now, that was taught behavior where they became stuck in a moment of history, enough that they were going to hate an entire people group, And we see that kind of behavior today in the United States all the time. In our own lives, we can become stuck in the past. The world moves on, but we don't. And so, as we think about what our next steps are, what can we do next? The first thing we have to say is ask ourselves Am I stuck in the past? You know, for some of you, it's because a a horrible event happened to you or someone close to you, and it became your thought process became fixated on that moment. That's why we have things like PTSD. Not the only reason we have PTSD, but it's a strong indicator that we're going to have PTSD. For example, if you were raped, but then you were told you had to keep it quiet because it might embarrass the family, that's going to lead to further on problems of things like issues, because you don't actually deal with the issue, and so you're going to have more issues, more problems that you have to deal with. And so we have this of: Am I trapped? Am I trapped? Maybe I'm trapped because of the used could's. Maybe it's, it, I'm trapped because of someone else's. You know, I I I don't like you know the idea of church because. Uh, You know, someone did something sometime. Next thing we have to think is, am I beginning the process? If I am struggling with moments in my past, we have to begin the process of healing, which means, for some of you, it may mean I need to go see a professional counselor. Spend the money. Begin the healing process. like going to the doctor. For some of you, it may mean I need to change my thinking pattern. When I notice that I'm thinking on these certain topics, I have to say, okay, I'm thinking about this. I'm I aware of the thinking. I need to move my thinking to this. And we have to remind yourself every time you catch yourself, nope, I'm going to change my thinking. And so, that's work. You think that's work? That's work. And they, they, they... they we have to ask, have we, have we been trapped in that? Maybe we have to ask for forgiveness. Maybe that's our next steps. Now, I'm not saying if you were abused, don't hear me say that was your fault. Don't ever hear me say that. But what I am saying is because we become obsessed on them, we might have led ourselves down a path of sin because we've become obsessed in that moment. So maybe we got something we need to apologize for too. We need to let that rage and bitterness build up in us. Maybe you've got that friend, that person you know that's stuck in the past. And we need to help them move forward. And that may even be more difficult because you cannot change someone else. But you can help them be the light that guides to a present future. One of hope as they learn to retrust or they learn to, to re-hope. And that, uh, you have to be the light for that moment. A reflection of God's light. Oh, and the challenge that, that, that aids, isn't it? Maybe you're called to be the light right now. Maybe you got the Eustacuds. And you used to do a lot of things. You were very active in church. And now all you do is gossip. (laughs) Or you say, I'm helping. You know, sometimes if you have to call and call, and you're talking bad about someone behind their back, they don't want your help. They don't need that kind of help. You got your own issues. So, as we think about our next steps, we have to ask ourselves: Am I trapped? Maybe I'm trapped in my own sin. I have not accepted Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, who is free to free us from that sin. And that's the first step. I ask you: What is your next step, Father God? Right now, I pray that you.